Good morning, everyone. There we are. We're trying to get Bob's mic on real quick here. <laughs> okay, thanks. There it is. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Well, I hope that, uh, that you guys came here to worship this morning because we're, we're not really all that entertaining. So if you came here to be entertained, <laughs> I'm sad to say we're probably going to disappoint you. But this morning, I hope that we can turn your attention to God through song and through the presentation of his word this morning. So uh, let's stand and sing. We're going to sing Days of Elijah. I want to hear Three. some yelling out there. These are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sore, Still we are the voice in the desert crying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, He comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet's call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, down of science till salvation comes. And these are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming his flesh. And these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, the fields are as white in your world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet's call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and Adam signs till salvation comes. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 A little louder this time. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Come on. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Behold, He comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet's call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. And out of silence till salvation comes Behold he comes Riding on the clouds Shining like the sun At the trumpet's call Lift your voice It's the year of jubilee And out of silence till salvation comes
Amen. If you're glad that salvation's come out of, out of Zion's glory, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, you don't have a part of that salvation. I pray that you get that right before you leave here today. Amen. amen. Praise God. It's good seeing everybody this morning. We have a lot of folks traveling this weekend. It's, it's, it's rather an odd weekend for that to happen, I think. But there's people all over the place. So we're just, a, isn't it great we serve a God that in his omniscient, omnipresence, he can be here and there both at the same time. Amen? amen? Well, let's pray for his blessing to be upon us this morning. Father God, I thank you that we can be here together today and just to praise your holy name for who you are and know that though we have brothers and sisters all over this country right now, you, are the, you will be with them just as you are here today. May you be able to look down from heaven and just say, those are my children worshiping me in Sutherland Springs today. God, just, 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 we ask everything that happens here today be a blessing to you. May it glorify you, and may you just fill our hearts with your praise. Thank you for bringing Chris and his family back from their vacation safely to, to lead us in music this morning, Lord. We are praying for them, and I thank you that you let them have such a fun, refreshing time. And I thank you that they're going to be a part of the praise team to lead us to, to worship you together today. God, may you, everything that happens here just be, be a huge, huge blessing. And Father, if there is someone here today that does not know you, for whatever the reason, whether they're five years old or 500 years old, you know their heart. May you speak to them in a fashion and in a way that only they would truly understand what it means and step out so that they will step out and accept you. Lord, may your will be done in your people today, and may you get all the glory for what transpires. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. Walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug. Just tell them it's good to see them in God's house today. Amen. God creation of the King of Kings, Maker of everything. The sacrifice of praise I bring unto the King of Kings. Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, I lift my voice in praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, thanking you for your amazing grace. You left your glory. You're thrown on high To bear a cross for me you died My soul's been bought, I've been sanctified By the King of Kings Hosanna, Hosanna Lord, I lift my voice in praise Hosanna, Hosanna I'm thanking you for your amazing grace You sent your spirit to rescue me I was bound, but now I'm free. You've given me liberty, oh, the King of Kings. Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, I lift my voice in praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, thanking you for your amazing grace. God of creation, the King of Kings. The maker of everything, the sacrifice of praise I bring to the King of Kings. Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, I lift my voice in praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, thanking you for your amazing grace. You left your glory, your throne on high. 
to bear a cross for me to die. My soul's been bought, I've been sanctified by the King of Kings. Sorry, guys. All right. Okay. Just a few. Actually, I'm just going to announce just a couple of quick things. You can read the rest of those in there that I've kind of talked on quite a bit. We had our one thing. We had our staff meeting. I'm going to be bringing something up probably next week. But right now, just let me say this. That's not in your in your uh, bulletin. Just a couple of prayer requests, I guess, if you will. One of which, let me just say a praise. If you hadn't seen pictures of Daryl's accident, it's good to see you in church this morning, brother. Is uh, the top of the truck was even with the hood, and he's still walking around here today. Yep, pretty, pretty gnarly. So it's good to see you, brother. Uh, it's good to have uh, Chris and his family back with us this morning. But we do have many others traveling, and uh, Wendy and is graduating. So keep her in your prayers. She, I think she graduated yesterday, and she's in Arizona, uh, walking the stage and such as that. So praise the Lord for Wendy and Stormy. They they are not here today, but they are having a great weekend with their daughter and. And her mama in Phoenix, yes, Phoenix, New Mexico, Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix, it's Arizona, right? Phoenix, where's Phoenix? Yeah, Arizona, okay, I thought I had it right. For a second there, Phoenix, New Mexico sounded right in my head. I'm sorry, my head does weird things. Um, the other thing I want to put out there, just as a prayer request, just to remember, uh, I believe, I, I know I mentioned it in Sunday school last week and Thursday night, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in church, but Margie Westover, Pam and, and uh, Marty Purchases, uh, Marty's in-law, her mama, is the 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 uh, hospice care is stopped, and it's just a matter of a day or so. She'll probably be going home to be with the Lord. So keep them in your. In fact, I'm going after the services today over there. Uh, I talked to her last night, and they don't know how much longer she has. So if you want to go and visit her today, would probably be that day. If you, but most of all, just slip the family in prayer. Just keep them in prayer. She's had a full life. They know where she's going. Everything is great there. However, she, I think she's 94, right? 94, I think. Uh, she's had a full life. But praise the Lord, it's still going to leave an empty space in some hearts. So, so just keep them in prayer. And if you want to go by there, they're at Pam's house on 181. They're by the glass company. And praise the Lord for that. Okay, all the rest of that down there, we've, we've announced enough. I think you probably know, but oh, no, Jenny. Jenny's... Jenny's going to finally take a shower next Saturday. <laughs> Her baby shower is next Saturday, and, and, and folks are are uh, are invited two to four. Pardon? Is it Sunday? It says Saturday, April 30th. It is Saturday. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Saturday, April 30th. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's. Uh, Danny asked if he could do the scripture reading this morning, so he's got something he's going to share with us today. I don't know, brother. I think you should have got a bigger Bible. <laughs> Your dad comes up with a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for my brother's willingness and, and desire to come and open the Scripture. And God, may you, we hear what you're going to say to him through this Scripture reading this morning, and may your will be done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. <clears throat> going to read Luke 
chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. The man from whom the demons had departed kept begging him, that's a capital H, that's Jesus, to be with him, another capital H. So this man was begging Jesus to just stay with him. But he, Jesus, sent him away and said, Go back to your home and tell all that God has done for you. And, he w- and off he went, proclaiming throughout the town all that Jesus had done for him. Our testimony is an awesome tool God has given us. That's something that's personal that no one can deny. What, what the Lord has done for you, when you share that, no one can, no one can take that away. And so this morning, I want to share something that the Lord has done for me. There was a time in my life where I was very socially isolated. I couldn't go out, couldn't really do anything. Well, about that same time when I was kind of reaching my limit, Jennifer decided she wanted to move up here and stay with her parents. And so she took her vacation time and was going to find a job up here. And when all that was working out, her dad was transferred to Kingsville. So she had all these plans to move back up here, but nowhere to stay. Well, uh, my mom being the very open person she is to the Lord and what the Lord wants her to do, offered to let Jenny stay at her house. And so how that all worked out, that allowed me to meet her when I was unable to really go out and do things. That was all God, you know. And, uh, yeah, I I can share that, and to me that's proof of his existence. Uh, I don't have luck that good. If I did, I'd have won the lottery, you know. So so that came solely from the Lord. And praise God for that, because I... I couldn't have wished for anyone better. Father, thank you so much for your gifts. Thank you for your Son. and Thank you for the Holy Ghost that, that gives us direction and gives us, gives us your feelings and gives us your joy and desires, Lord. Uh, I ask that you help us listen to him. And uh, when you ask us to speak, we'll speak. And when you ask us to be silent, we'll be silent, Lord. Uh, Guide us and direct us in our daily lives that we may bring you more glory. In Christ's name, amen.
And this was just great for a vacation Bible school because we do need to be friendly. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless God. This next song goes a lot uh, along with what uh, what Brother Danny was saying that um, we were all we were all um, slaves to to sin and we all had a sin debt. But thank God that Jesus gave us His only Son to pay that debt for us, and that. Um, we're no longer bound by sin and we're no longer debtors to sin because Jesus paid the whole cost for us. So join us as we sing, He Paid a Debt. In my life there was a time when I longed for peace of mind Unaware of sin's debt that must be paid. Years of sin did take their toll, but I let all that pain go. When on Jesus, all my sin was laid. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace all day long. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid that debt on Calvary. When he gave his life for me, cleansed my soul and set my spirit free. No more does Satan have me bound, enduring peace in him I found. Thank God my Jesus has won the victory. He paid a debt. Did not owe, I owed a debt. I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace all day long. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. One day he's coming back for me. I'll live with him eternally. I can't wait to see him on that day. I'll sing his praises all day long. Every day a brand new song. Cause Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace all day long. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. All day long, Christ Jesus paid a debt 
that I could never pay. Just the Lord. To the old 
will ever be true. His chain and repose gladly bear. And He'll call me someday to my home far away, where His glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for us. song for you. Hallelujah, 
falls down on me. Hallelujah, all my stains are washed away, washed away. Ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We know less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. down on me Hallelujah All my stains are washed away They're washed away Hallelujah Grace like rain falls down on me Hallelujah All my stains are washed away they're washed away. washed away. Hallelujah. Grace like rain falls down on me. Hallelujah. All my stains are washed away. They're washed away. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't it great to be in God's house and be able to sing praises unto him? Amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles, we turn to Matthew 20, but as you're turning there, I want you to watch this video real quick as well. The Lord. He's dead? No, silly. He and his family have moved to Bubble Creek Canyon. Do you dream of a day when you can drive to work without being forced to look at unchristian billboards and bumper stickers? When you can turn on the radio without hearing the electric guitar or some other horrible instrument of the devil? When you don't have to interact with bozos who have the audacity to disagree with you? Well, at Bubble Creek Canyon, your dreams can come true. Hello, or as we like to say at Bubble Creek Canyon, heaven out. Bubble Creek Canyon is an isolated community nestled in 3,500 acres of magnificent and desirable real estate. Best of all, it's 100% heathen free. 
That's right. And you'll think it's the next best thing to heaven. At Bubba Creek Canyon, we use an elaborate screening process to ensure that our residents completely agree with our doctrine. No ifs, ands, or Buddhists. We're a heavily gated community with fantastic facilities, breathtaking sight lines, and Christianized amenities. We have a Christian shoe store, a Christian t-shirt store, a Christian underwear store, a Christian bank, Christian grocery, Christian car dealership, Christian pet store, Christian liquor store, and a Christian tattoo parlor. Temporary, of course. We have a nationally recognized school district and only one textbook. We also think you're going to like our library. How'd this filth get in here? the BCC Cinema, you can watch all the latest movies without worrying about the questionable content, because we removed it all. Every home comes with a spacious backyard with plenty of room for an optional baptism pool. Hey, pin the ear on the high priest soldier, one of my personal favorites. And each home comes equipped with built-in Christian signage. Just try to pull this off the wall. With our combination cable and internet package, you'll have access to ES Pray In, My Heavenly Space, God Tunes, Godopedia, God Gold, God Bay, Godcast, and The Sopranos. Every morning, a copy of our community paper will be delivered to your doorstep. And our publication is committed to protecting you from all that unpalatable bad news that's always happening around the world. Our landscaping company, Holy Ground, will make sure that your front yard is always impeccably manicured. We've added a new feature this year. Around the holidays, special sensors in the streetlights detect non-nativity ornamentation and act quickly to eliminate these unsightly eyesores. Bubble Creek Canyon. If God wasn't omnipresent, he'd probably live here. Actually moving there. I thought the, the video was rather humorous, yet somewhat prophetic to the way a lot of people tend to think. You know, I think, I think Ms. Sheila did real well this a moment ago when she presented that, that thing on the back and said how we are to smile, smile to the kids in the Vacation Bible School. When I came across this video, the thing that I thought about was how often we as Christians try to encapsulate ourselves in our own little bubble and then if we do happen to interact with someone outside that bubble, rather than smiling and being what God's called us to be, we cry and moan and grouch about it, rather than showing the love and mercy and grace of God. Have y'all noticed that? So many times, we want everything so bubble-wrapped into what we think that the doctrine is supposed to be, what we think the Scripture should say. We want everything to be so perfect that we are are never going to interact with the world, and that is not what God called us to do. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It would be real hard to go ye therefore if you lived in a community that you never left that was 35 miles out in the ocean and said that that's where you wanted to be. God did not call us to be bubble wrapped. He told us to go out. And when we go out, we're not to go out with this oh, I have to do this. We're not to go out and say, oh, I touched one of those things out there. We're to smile. We're to show grace. We're to show the mercy of a loving God and so that others will come to know him. Amen? If you were to go to a restaurant, and I'm sure we've all been to a restaurant in one way or the other, 
that had the, the waiter, the, the, the one that smiles when she comes, the waitress when she sm- comes, and then the waitress that just throws your food on the table. Which do you prefer? I know myself, I like it when I go and, and there's a, a waitress or someone who's enjoying her job. She enjoys what she's doing, or at least puts on the personification that she enjoys what she doing, is doing. That makes my experience that much better, because then I can interact, I can laugh, we can joke, we can talk. We can do different things. The meal overall is more enjoyable when we can sit there and the person who is serving it also enjoys what she is doing. It's, it's that service with a smile, as, as the back of the bulletin was pointing out. We are to do the same when we go out there. Now, when I say service, understand, you know, it's like the, the little boy, he, he, he was in church one morning and the pastor's up front and he's looking back there and the little boy's looking at the, the plaque on the back wall, and he sees the little boy staring at the plaque, and he's just wondering, what is that little boy looking at? So he walks up to the, to the young man, and he says, son, what? good morning. And the little boy looks up and says, good morning, sir. What is this plaque? What, what, what are all the names on this plaque? And the pastor says, well, son, these are all the people who died in service. And it gets real quiet, and the little boy's looking, and after a few minutes, you know, just a a small whisper, and he, he, he says, in the 8.30 service or the 10.30 service? <laughs> That's not the service we're looking at this morning. We're not going to die in here. And you know what? When we go out into the world, we're going to shake hands, and we should smile, and we should just praise the Lord, because even when we're in service for him, even if it was to cost us our physical body, You know what the great thing is? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Therefore, though the physical body, it may cost you something, you still are going to win in the long run. You're still going to be able to stand in the presence of God. So for that reason, we should be able to give that service for God. We should be able to go out there and be what God's called us to be with a smile on. We should be able to go out there and, and, and work for the Lord. We should be able to go out and say, thank you, Jesus. It's like Danny said a while ago. Our testimony, whatever it is that God has done in your life, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you should be able to look back and, and, and see and know and understand what he has done for you to a point where it will make you smile. Praise God, Danny got up here and he, he speaks about his loving wife and, and the baby-to-be and and he knows and he acknowledges God blessed him with that. Hallelujah. And he is able to share that, that this is a blessing from the Lord. And he did so with a smile. Folks, when we are serving Christ, we should be smiling. We should worship. What, what, what did Luke say in chapter 4, verse 8? Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. If I am serving God, then I should be smiling. But if I'm serving God, I'm not going to be locked up in Bubble Creek Canyon with only a God goal and such. I'm going to be out there amongst the world and saying, praise God. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 20, I want you to look at what Jesus says here. In Matthew chapter 20, starting in verse 25. Matthew 20, verse 25 is where we're starting. It says, but Jesus called them over and said, you know what the rulers of the Gentiles, excuse me, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles dominate them and the men of high position exercise power over them. It must not be like that amongst you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great amongst you must be servant, be your servant. And whoever wants to be first amongst you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom 
or many. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How often do you and I tend to to look around and see what others are are doing or not doing? How often do we we try to critique others, what there's going on in their lives? I have my own individual calling, folks. I have what God's told me to do. And I would say this morning that each one of you guys has your own individual calling as well. If we each one recognize that we have been given our own individual calling, if I acknowledge the fact that I am responsible for following my individual calling in life, if I recognize that I am called to serve the Lord in a specific way, then that's what I'm going to be paying attention to. Not looking around what everybody else is doing, not trying to critique what everybody else is doing, not trying to tell everyone else that, that they should do this or should do that. I am going to be what God's called me to be and then go out and share the gospel and say what God would have me to say. We have been placed on this earth, folks, to fulfill a purpose, to serve the Lord in some way. Amen? We have been called to serve him. And if we are going to serve him, then I need to focus on my relationship with him, not critique everyone else's. I need to focus, God, where would you have me to go? What would you have me to do? And through service to him, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to enrich others' lives. And when I enrich others' lives, the God's going to bless my life, and it glorifies God. Everyone wins. When I pay attention to what I have been called to do and recognize that I am to serve the Lord and I think about how he paid the ransom for many, he paid the ransom for me, I am going to smile. And if I am in service to him, knowing that I paid a debt that I could not pay, as Bob and the guys sang a while ago, he paid that, that ransom that none of us could ever do. He did not owe it. We did, but he paid it anyway. When I think about he paid off a debt that I could never pay, there should be an incredible smile on my face. I guarantee you, if somebody walked up and said, hey, Frank, guess what? I'm going to pay off your Jeep out here. I'm going to smile, probably for a long time. And that's just a piece of material that's going to burn one day. It's going to break down. It's going to, get, it's just, it's going to turn to rust and junk one day. My salvation will never tarnish through the blood of Christ. If I will smile because somebody says they're going to pay off my car, then how much more should I smile when I go out to serve the one who said, I paid off your sin debt? Now just go out in the world and tell people about it. Go out and smile and let people know. I think the first way, the first thing we need to understand to be able to go out and, and, and serve God with a smile is to realize that I have been placed here to serve, not to lock myself away in a bubble world. Bub, what was it? Bubble gum canyon or bubble wrap canyon or whatever it was. No. I am to go out and I am to smile and I am supposed to take Jesus and say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be a part of your ministry and then take that with a smile and impart it to others. Let others see who he is. I should go out into the world. If we're going to serve with a smile, I should acknowledge who I am, that I've been placed here to serve him, but then look for ways to do so. I should go out and look for ways to make a difference in other people's lives. Not lock myself up in a canyon somewhere. Not try to be holier than thou. Not try to hold my nose so snooty in the air and carry my Bible and, and, and looking like I'm fixing to thump anyone who comes around me. I am to go out in the world and I am to smile and look around. Where can I make a difference? I want to share a quote with you. This is Mother Teresa. She said this, It is easy to love the people far away, 
It is not always easy to love those close to us. It is easier to give a cup of rice to relieve hunger than it is to relieve the loneliness and pain of someone unloved in our own home. Bring love into your own home, for this is where our love for each other must start. You know what that tells me? Before we start trying to head out into the mission field, we need to make sure that we're loving those right there by us first. We don't have to look very far, usually, to be able to be a minister for the Lord, to be able to serve Christ with a smile. We should be able to look at our workplace, look at our schools, look in our own homes, look in our neighborhoods, look in your dorm, right here around us. I guarantee you that the people that are around you, the people you come in contact with, did not catch God by surprise. There is a reason that he allows us to interact in such a fashion. He knows whom we're going to come in contact with. He knows that he's called us to serve. He knows how he's empowered us to serve. He knows the gifts he has given us. It is we who tend to sit on those gifts and not use them. He recognizes and acknowledges who he's placed around us. It is us who needs to recognize and acknowledge it and serve with a smile. We should look to those directly around us and, and, and ask, how can I make a difference in this group? How can I make a difference in the church? How can I make a difference in my workplace? What can I say? What can I do to spread the kingdom of God? What can I do to make a difference in a person's life? Folks, let me tell you, when you make a difference in someone else's life, and you realize you've been used by God to be a part of his ministry, glory to God, it makes a difference in your life. I can say this from, from example, like Danny said, you can never take this away from me because it is solidly there and you can refute and think that you can refute, but I will tell you, I have felt the presence of God. I have felt the power of God. I have felt the spirit of God when I've helped others, reached out to others, prayed with others, prayed over others. And I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, because of that, there is nothing that can shake my foundation. Now, I might doubt sometimes like people do this, that, or the other. Am I doing the right this or the right that? And I have the typical things that come with a man's body that, that, and consciousness. But I can fall back on the foundation that is unshakable. My Lord and Savior died for me and bought my, my salvation and has chosen to use me and allow me to be a part of his ministry. Therefore, I can go out with a smile. And when I touch people and pray with people and do things for people and see God work in their lives, see the blessings God's put in other people's lives, I can sit back and say, man, what an incredible God I serve. And I praise God for that. I thank Jesus. You know, there. there There's so many people that we can make a difference in their life if we would just choose to do so. And we don't have to be perfect to do it. We just got to let God shine. You know, Mother Teresa, everybody's heard of the many things she has done, and and, and she had some incredible quotes. A lot of people, though, are, 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 are amazed when they find out that she, in all that she'd done, she said that she felt an absence of God in her, in her life for many of the years that she served individuals. She felt like she just didn't know where to keep going. And as a religious leader, she just, she just kept doing what she knew to be do, doing. Let me say that you, just because you may be a spiritual leader, just because you may have been with the Lord forever, doesn't put you out of the, the clutches of doubt sometimes. There are doubts that come in here and there. But the great thing is, if I know who my father is, if I know with whom I, I believe, if I know who my foundation is based upon, if my will and my all is stuck in Jesus Christ, even in those periods of downcast, I can still serve him. I can still smile and say, you know, I'm in a hard position right now. 
And I'm saying I can speak to the religious people or the non-religious. And I can say I'm having a hard go right now. I've got all this stuff going on. I can't explain the illnesses. I can't explain the financial issues. I can't explain this or I can't explain that. But what I can explain is that one day I'm going to stand in the presence of my Lord because I know that I know that I know that I have been bought by the blood of the Lamb. And I can smile and I can rejoice and be content with whatever my situation may be. Because my God loves me. Doubts are all part of the human condition. They show up sometimes. With Mother Teresa, they they were there. But she was able to stop, and her refusal to give in to them should inspire us as well. There was an immense good that came from her perseverance. And I would say that about many people. I'm just using her because she's so well known. But every one of us, guys, don't use whatever condition you're in to stop and act that grump. That grumpy Christian, that, that, that old guy, person that sits in the rocking chair on the front porch that kids go around the block because they're scared to even walk by your house. That's not who God's called us to be. In the midst of whatever's going on, we should have service with a smile. What did he say? He said, I came to serve, not be served. Therefore, you should come to serve. We should be persistent, guys, in, in going out there striving to love others, persistently going out there trying to figure out how I can lighten the burdens of the human experience. How can I go out there and help others put their eyes to the one whose yoke is easy and their burden is light? How can I go and share Jesus Christ and let them know that the world may seem heavy, that the world can be obnoxious at times, the world can be ridiculous at times, why? Because the God of this world right now is Satan. He is a God of chaos. chaos. He's not a God, but he's the, the entity of chaos. He, he distorts and messes things up. But there is the Lord who is greater than he is of this world. And he is a God of order. He is a God of grace. He is a God of mercy. And because of that, in the midst of the chaos, I can have peace of knowing that the one who lights my way, thine word of hidden in my heart, so I may not sin against thee, and your word shall be a light unto my path. If I will walk with Christ and in the midst of the chaos, my God will show me where to go. From all walks of life, guys, all levels, people struggle with doubt on a daily basis. And as Christians, we're no different. But the thing is, and I'm going to keep jumping back to what Danny said there, if we know that we know we have that testimony, if we know we serve Jesus Christ, we can make it through. I mean, all of us have doubts, whether you're the, the youngster facing kindergarten, the alcoholic struggling to, to recover and get beyond the bottle, presidents with world-shaping decisions, regardless of what you think about them, regardless of the president we have right now, he does have some incredible decisions that the man has to make here and there. There's got to be doubts in his mind. There's got to be doubts in every one of us at one time or another. John Wesley Many of y'all may know the name, but he was the founder of the Methodist religion, religion denomination, I should say, I guess. Incredibly godly man. I don't agree with everything the man says, but there is no doubt in the fact that his heart was to Jesus Christ. He truly loved his Lord. But he came back one time. He was so despondent over a mission trip that he'd taken to the Native American Indians. He was so upset that they didn't accept Christ that he was, he was just torn up inside and he started to question whether God was real. He was starting to question, was he on the right track? Was he doing what he was supposed to do? And praise God, he had enough courage, enough heart to share that doubt with a a friend of his, a Moravian preacher. But I love the words that this preacher said to him. When he he expressed that he had these doubts and and that, that, that he just didn't know if he could go on, he didn't know what he should do, 
the, that preacher told him, he said, preach faith until you have it, and then because you have it, you will preach faith. You hear that, guys? Preach faith until you have it, and once you have it, you will preach faith. When your heart, when you realize that the joy of God, when your foundation is steadfast upon God, in the midst of the doubts, when Satan is really trying to mess you up and pull you down, if you just keep preaching faith, faith wins out. He who is of this world, he said it's going to be a scary place, but what did he say? Be of good cheer, for I have conquered the world. When our faith is in Jesus Christ, even the world may come fully against us, we can smile and share that ministry. We can go out into the world. Feeling is just a, a patchwork byproduct of faith. True faith resides within us that no matter what the world's doing, I can smile. As Christians, that's where we should strive to be, guys. Not wrap ourselves up in bubble gum, bubble wrap canyon or whatever. It's great that you read your Bible and you use God coal or whatever the things was he says. But we have to get out into the world and exercise our faith too. When we get out in the world and allow God to use us, that's what we've been called here to do. Go ye and serve. We need to go out and we need to, to, to watch for the small, simple opportunities that God places around us every day to be able to reach out and change other people's lives. Miss Sheila hit it so fully on the head. When we are, doing, when we are working at Vacation Bible School, it's not about coming up here and fulfilling a regiment. It's not about getting your card punched so God can say, oh yeah, he did the VBS thing, he's good, he can come in. No, we are working for God's kingdom, furthering that kingdom to be that smiling face, not just to these children, but to their moms, their dads, their aunts, their uncles, their grandmas and grandpas. We are to be the smiling, merciful, gracious face of Christ, and we are to do it not because we have to get our card punched, but because I owe him more than I can ever pay. I am so happy and proud of what he's done for me. I choose to serve him in return and do so with a smile. I will do whatever he asks because he paid more for me than I could ever imagine. I guarantee you if somebody came up and said, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to pay off your car out there. I just want to do that. If he comes to me a month later and says, hey, brother, do you mind mowing my yard? Do you mind doing it? You know what, I'm, I'll borrow a lawnmower if I have to. I'm going to do whatever I can for what he's done for me. How much more so for my Lord? If I truly understand what my God's done to me, for me, and then he asks me to go and serve him with a smile, I'm going to do that. And not only am I going to do it because I want to serve him, when I, when I enrich others' lives by sharing Christ, he's going to share his blessings on me. And as I enrich others, I am blessed. God is glorified. Everyone's getting a win-win here. Why? Because I'm doing what God's called me to do. Folks, I am seeing more and more hateful things done in the name of Christianity. We're not called to be hateful and ugly and beat people. We're called to share the, the gospel. Don't get me wrong. We serve a righteous God. But vengeance is mine, says the Lord, not yours, not mine. That doesn't mean that I don't pray sometimes, Lord, I know vengeance is yours, but I sure would like to be the one to bring it for you. But you know what? He'll usually stop me there too. say, no, I think you might take it a little far. Guys, 
We serve a mighty God. And when we recognize what he has done for us, we should sit back and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are, what you are. And when I go out and I serve others, I want to go out there and I want to serve them with a smile. If I'm that waitress, I want to put a smile on my face as I serve that table because that world, they, may, they, they don't know the Lord. They are caught up in turmoil. They are caught up where there seems to be no end. They are caught up in a rat race that Satan's making them feel like there's no hope. I have hope. And if I have hope, why should I make theirs worse by not smiling and sharing the gospel? I should let them know, you know, I see you're having a bad day, but there's hope in the Lord. You know, that you may not get another word in, or they may stop and say, you know, how do you stay so hopeful in the midst of the political climate? How do you stay so hopeful in the midst of your financial conditions? How do you stay so hopeful in the midst of your medical conditions? Because all that stuff's temporary. I serve a Lord who's eternal, and he loves you too. Guys, when we serve God with a smile, opportunities open up. When we do what God's called us to do, when he's called us to do it, opportunities show up. That, that, that's what matters. It, it's not the, the, the magnitude of our actions. It's the love within them that makes things matter. If you go to be a missionary to Africa, but you're doing it until you can get a feather in your hat, what good is it? But if you're going because God told you to and you love that and you love those people and you want to put the heart of God there, there's a difference in what's going to happen. When I go forth and be what God's called me to be with a smile on my face and say, thank you, Jesus, I may not have anything physical around me, but I can be content in knowing that I made my Heavenly Father smile. And if my Heavenly Father's smiling, guarantee you I'm going to be smiling. And more than likely, if he's smiling and I'm smiling, it'd be pretty hard for that person sitting across the table not to smile too. They're either going to smile or they're going to get up and leave. When we serve the Lord with a smile, when we go out there and we stick our hand out, when we tell somebody we're going to pray for them, when we, I, I've shared this story several times, and I may, you probably have heard it maybe. I can't remember the gentleman's name. He was a friend of a, of a church member many years ago. He asked me, he said, will you go and visit my friend? He's at the Texas Medical Clinic. He just had open heart sur surgery, uh, quadruple bypass you know, I just, will you just go visit him? He doesn't have a pastor here. He's just moved down here. He's a friend from way back. Sure, I'll go. Well, I go, and I go in, the, in, the, in the, that floor he's on, and I ask the nurse's station where, he, where he's at, and I promise you, three of those nurses just perked up and smiled. Oh, he's in room so-and-so, so-and-so. I thought, well, that's odd. And as I go down there, there's a nurse coming out with a smile, and, and as I go in, she said, oh, he's in rare form today. I go in there, and he's got all these staples. You can tell his body physically is in misery. But you know what he's doing? He's smiling, and he's praying. He's talking about the Lord. He's got jokes, and all his jokes are just good, godly jokes. In the midst of what he ended, in fact, he's still alive to this day. But he pulled, at the time, they didn't know if he was going to pull through. And you know what he was doing? He wasn't worried about his body. He wanted to make sure every one of those nurses, that Jesus Christ rules and reigns. And I left out of there. I went to encourage him, and I left out just like one of the nurses. I had an ear-to-ear -ear smile. I was like, man, how can that guy be laying in that bed with staples all over him? I know he's hurting, and he's just loving the Lord with a smile on his face. That changed my life. 
I haven't seen him in years now, but here I still, when I start getting really beat down, I think, man, at least you don't have staples on your chest laying in a bed. And look what he was doing when he was. Folks, when we serve the Lord with a smile, it's contagious. Others are going to smile. Others are going to want to know where you got that. How are you doing this? And you can say, I can't. But the Lord who within me can. There's a, there's a quote that I'd like to share with you. Another one it says, work is love made visible. And if you cannot work with love, but only with distaste, it's better that you should leave your work and sit at the gate of the temple and take alms from those who do work with love. Hallelujah. If you can't go out and do your job and smile, knowing you're serving the Lord, you need to get back to the temple. You need to get back to where your faith resides. You need to get back and realize the very fact that I am able to work is a gift from the Lord. The fact that I can take in another breath is a gift from the Lord on high. And that will put a smile back on your face. When we can sit back and know that Jesus Christ rules and reigns and he is still on fire, he, I mean still on the throne, I can still be on fire because he'll never depart. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Therefore, as long as I'm in his grace, as long as I've committed my heart to him, I'm saying this well. That grace is washing over me. Just think how different your life would be if a few times a day we stopped, paused a moment maybe, smiled, and thought. When we stop and just look around, who is it that I can impart just a little bit of love and joy to around me? Who can I share Jesus with? If we'd stop once, twice, three times a day, if you did it every, all day, that'd be great. But if we just did it once or twice a day, how much would our life change if I just stop and look around and say, you know that person at the table over there at Wendy's? I just want to go tell them God loves them. Or that coworker that's always having a bad day over here. Or that person that's having marital issues right now. Or I'm going to be at the hospital. I'm the, I came to visit sister so-and-so, but you know, I'm just going to stop in this room next door and just let them know that God loves them. If we would just stop and purposely commit to smile and go out and serve the Lord and let people know God loves you, what kind of difference is that going to not only make in the world, but in your life? How different will your relationships be? How different will your families be? How different will your work, your school, your church be if every one of us stopped and thought about edifying each other once or twice a day? I didn't even realize it until she mentioned it. My sister-in-law came down this weekend. Uh, my, my, son, my youngest son's 23 yet, turned 23, and we had his birthday party yesterday. Well, earlier in the week, I, I, and I do this quite often, you know, people across my mind, I just, I'll just text them and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you, uh, hope you're doing well. I thought of my sister-in-law this earlier in the week, and I just told her, hey, I hope you're smiling, I'm, I'm praying for you, I hope you're doing well, something to that effect. Well, when she came down this weekend, she started crying. She said, you don't know how much that meant to me. I said, what do you mean? She said, you've been married to my sister for 30 years. You've never texted me. Never even thought about it. But when I did, it, she said it just changed her entire day. Wow. I didn't do it for those attaboys or anything. I just felt like, you know, God's laid, laid her on my heart. I'm going to let her know God loves her. And she was having a bad day. When we stop and listen to the Lord and do what he tells us to do with a smile, when he tells us to do it, there's no telling what your difference you're going to make in someone's life. But if you go out there and you just, God loves you, 
thanks for throwing my slop on the table. You know, it's not going to taste real good. Well, if your God loves me, I don't love him. Why not do it with a smile? Folks, this morning, what I hope that we get out of this today is that we need to impart love and joy. And like, like Ms. Sheila said, we need to do that at Vacation Bible School to all these kids that are coming. But I would say, let's not wait for June. Let's start today. Wherever you're going to go to lunch. Maybe it's at your house. That's okay. There's people at your house, I bet you. If not, go to a neighbor. I bet there's a neighbor around somewhere, unless you live in that Bubble Creek Canyon place. You notice out of all those, police, those houses, only one time did somebody come out and they got their Santa blown up. Didn't see nobody else in any other houses around there. Folks, this morning, remember what Ecclesiastes 2.10 says, My heart took delight in the Lord's work, and this is the reward for my labor. What is the reward for his labor? His heart's delight in the Lord. We need to go out, and whatever the labor is, whatever job the Lord's given you to do, whatever it is that you have been called to go and perform, Let the delight in your heart of knowing that you're serving the Lord be your reward. Because one day we're going to sit around that throne in glory. And we can can talk. We'll have eternity to talk about everything we did here. I bet it'll be a whole lot better conversations if we're all talking about the times we went out and smiled rather than about the times we sat in our house and pouted. It'll be a whole lot more fun to talk about all the things God's done through us rather than sitting around thinking about all the things God could have done to us done through us. Service with a smile, folks, is its own blessing. Even if the other person, oh yeah, let me touch this too. Even if the other person's not reciprocating it, let's say that other person's as grumpy, grouchy, and ornery. The very fact when you walk away, you know you serve God, don't put a smile on your face. That other person, they may have a rotten day. But you can say, I wasn't a part of their, their rotten day. And I was a part of God's glorious day. And your day will be much better. When we smile for the Lord, when we work with a smile, it's going to make a difference in your life. It's going to make a difference in other people's lives, but it's going to make a difference in your life because Jesus Christ is the one who's getting glorified. This morning, let me make sure you understand that. This attitude that I'm speaking of, it would be very difficult if you didn't know Jesus. You can't go out and and put on a facade. I'm not asking you to go out there and be hypocritical. If you don't know Jesus, you don't have anything to be happy about. Well, no, you don't understand. I got a new car. I got a new wife. I got this and that. If you don't know Jesus, all that's going to go away. And it's going to lead to an eternal torment. You may have everything that the world has to offer for 60, 70 80 years this side of glory. Let's say 100 years. But then you have the rest of eternity. I can have true joy because I may have nothing for those 60, 80, 100 years. But I'm going to have eternal joy. Big difference there. I'd much rather have eternal joy than a few decades of joy. But the great thing is, if I'm serving him today, I'm going to have joy now too. And I'll show it with a smile. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you might be able to fake it till you make it for a little while. But it's Christ who strengthens and does all things. 
If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's where peace comes from. That's where joy comes from. That's what puts a smile on your face. And when other people critique and point and say, well, you can't, you do this, you did that, you can't be a minister, you can't be a part of his glory. You know, the Bible says some have been called to be preachers, some teachers, some this, some that. But every one of us has been called to be a saint and go forth and share the gospel. We're all a minister in some fashion, if you know Jesus. So where are you this morning? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything I've said is going to go right over your head because it's just not possible. You can't show that joy if you never had it. But if you do know him this morning, make the commitment decision. I choose this day, from this point forward, to find two or three opportunities a day. How can I make a difference? How can I share? Where can I go? You know, I'll be honest, she's not here this morning. They had to leave after scripture reading. But years ago, Carla would text me. And Carla is probably one of the most encouraging people I have ever met in my entire life. And I never thought about texting people and encourage them, but several times she did it right at, I mean, God drove, she did it when the Lord told her, and it's when I needed it the most. And I purposed in my heart because of what she did that taught me to do it as well. When the Lord lays one of you guys on my heart, I'm going to text you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to let you know. Why? Because if God used her through me, then maybe he'll use me to you and then you to your friends, and their friends to their friends, and their friends to their friends, and it's service with a smile. Where are you this morning? If you don't know Jesus, then you don't have that much to smile about. If you do, then make it happen. Go out in the world and smile. Make the conscious decision and preach faith till you have it. And once you have it, you'll preach faith. Again, if you don't know the Lord, let me tell you this morning. That he said that whomsoever believes in our heart, professes with their mouth, so shall they be saved. It's great. I thank you for those of you that was praying for me Wednesday for my thesis presentation. That was one of the most nervous times I have ever been. But you know, when I got up into the front, not only did God bring a peace upon me to where it went incredibly well, but I had scriptures in my presentation in that very verse, I just said, I, with a bunch of secular deans, don't know their spiritual condition, I doubt if they're saved, but they may be, but still, in the front of all these deans at the secular college, I was able to say, but if you will believe in your heart, profess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. There is no way now they'll ever stand before the Lord and say, I never heard that. And I not only was able to do it, I was able to do it with a peace all about me. Why? One, in y'all's prayers. But two, because he who resides within me is greater than he who resides in this world. You can purpose in your heart to smile and share the gospel. But you've got to know him first. If you've never believed in your heart and professed with your mouth that he is God, that he is the son of the Lord, that he was resurrected and then ascended to the right hand of God the Father, Today, you could make that different. You can choose life before it's too late. I'm not saying you'll be perfect. 
Lord knows I'm not perfect. Anyone close to me knows I have my, my failures. Perfection comes on the other side of glory. Praise God for that. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. Father God, I come before you today and I just thank you for who and what you are. And I just ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you allow us to go out into this world with a smile. Some of us are dealing with physical conditions. Some of us are dealing with heartbreak and heartache. Some of us financial. And some of us right now are just on top of the mountain. Everything's great. Help us, Lord, to remember that every day on this side of glory is a day that we can share the grace of God, that we can go forth and proclaim your name. If we'll just give the reins to you and let you lead. God, I just pray that you'll take the reins of my life. Drive this stagecoach the direction you would have it to go so that your grace pours out from it to everyone it touches. And I pray that everyone else here would do the same. But Lord, if there is someone here today that's never accepted you, someone here today that's never surrendered their heart to you, God, may you make yourself so known to them before it's too late that they'll make that decision right now. Thank you again for all you've done for us. Thank you for my brothers and sisters that couldn't be here today. You're with them. Be with Miss Carla and the Holcombs as they're traveling today. Give them the, the grace to get there and back safely. God, thank you for being you, for dying for me, for loving me when I didn't even know you, but you knew me. God, may thy will be done in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. As we sing this morning, guys, remember, this isn't just we do have an invitation because that's what you do. This is an opportunity for you to make a decision. You can pray right where you're at. You can come to this altar. I'll pray with you. And you don't have to tell me, but if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, he does say, he who professes me before men, so shall I profess before the Father. You need to tell somebody. You need to proclaim it and let the world know. Yes, you'll become a blip on Satan's radar when you do so. But God said, if God, I before you who dare be against you. Be what God's called you to be as we sing. <clears throat>